What if your body was a gift and contribution to your life and not something that you've been stuck with? What if your body could change quickly and easily? Right Body for You will inspire you and show you a different way of creating the body and the life you truly desire. Now here's your host, Danielle. And hello everyone. Welcome to Right Body for You. As the voice before me said, I am your host, Danielle. And, you know, each week we cover a variety of topics that generally have to do with the body because, well, as I've been out in the world playing with bodies, I've discovered there's very little that actually doesn't have to do with the body. Uh, So that's one of the things I love bringing to you guys each week are tips and tools to help you change your body, change your life. And which leads me to, I have a special guest this week. I'm so excited uh, her name's Susie Godsey. She's one of my favorite people in the world. I've known Susie for, gosh, uh, we're rounding the corner to eight or nine years. I forget how to count years sometimes. Um, and Susie Godsey is a, an amazing animal whisperer. Um, now, I know some of you guys may go, wait a minute, you were just talking about bodies now and it so much has to do with bodies, and now you're talking about animals? Yeah. Animals and bodies actually have a connection and a correlation as well. Um, and that is some of what we're going to explore today with Susie. Uh, the title of the show is, What Do Animals and Our Bodies Have in Common? With special guest Susie Godsey. <laughs> Susie is an Access Consciousness Certified Specialty Class, Talk to the Animals Program Director, and founder of the Unique and Powerful Modality, I can testify to that one, SE, which stands for Energetic Synthesis of Structural Embodiment. Her ability to listen to and learn from animals gives Susie the tools to facilitate others in communicating more and knowing that animals have their way, have their way that they see the world. In her desire to create more for animals, Susie facilitates classes all over the world, true story, on the phone, I've seen it, and the internet, radio, everywhere. She does her own radio show as well. Um, her work has appeared on U.S. and international television, radio, internet telesummits, including a segment on Caesar Milan's Dog Whisperer television show, which I remember when that show came out, and then I loved that I ran into it one time in Australia. I'm like, hey, Susie's on my TV <laughs> um, when I played a replay. So, hello, Susie. <laughs> hello, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. And yay, uh, I wow, you know, it's amazing how long we have been crossing paths. And uh, it's really yeah. fun. So thank you to have me on your show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, because and, obviously it's a show about bodies and people go animals. And it's like, yeah, you know, one thing for me personally is, you know, I've been to quite a few of Susie's classes because, I, if I'm there, I like to do them because I, or sometimes target going to them because, hey, I like Susie. She's an amazing facilitator. And when she talks about animals, my communication with my body actually gets better, stronger, and more in depth. And I, I discover new and different ways to, um, go about working with my body, even if it has less hair and walks on two legs, unlike some <laughs> of the other animals. Out the whole world. <laughs> yeah, I um, think uh, I think Donnie, like one of the things. I'm sorry if I call you Donnie, but I just love doing that. Um, one of the things for me, I love it too. <laughs> good. That is really cool and interesting. Is that you know we 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 sort of start to we we're sort of starting to accept the idea that maybe there is something like animal communication. I think 
this is uh, something that the world is maybe starting to look at. But uh, talking to your body, that's like, wow, even like a couple more steps removed, you know, um, where we're like, well, wait a minute, like, what do you mean I can talk to my body? Am I not my body? Like, so, yeah, I think, I think it's sort of an interesting concept altogether, but the, the languaging and the questions and the things that you can actually ask your body are very similar to what you could ask an animal. And so, that's why I think this is so fun and it kind of goes hand in hand because our body is, to me, just like an animal. And, you know, you could laugh at that, but in a way it's really like that. You can you can have a conversation with your body about all sorts of things. And so if you start to really tune into the capacity you might have when you're perceiving energy with animals, um, and a lot of us do, then the the body is not that far behind. It's actually right there. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it, exactly, exactly. And you know, you know, I have talked about this in general on air or in front of an audience before, just in general, sitting around, you know, BS and shooting the breeze. And you know, in the in the description of the show, you you wrote something that I'm like, I didn't even know that about Susie. So I'd like you to talk, because I think it'll kind of help start this conversation a little bit more about the bodies and animals and receiving communication. Because it says in here, as a small kid, Susie did not know what to do with her awareness around animals, so she started walking imaginary dogs to make sense of the information she received all the time. I never knew you did that, that you were <laughs> you walked imaginary dogs to make sense of that, um, which I just think is awesome. And like I said, it kind of introduces that whole you're receiving information even if you don't own a pet or an animal or own. <laughs> I know I know my cats own me. Let's be let's be let's be real here. I know they own me. Um, but will you talk a little bit about that and like where what you first started becoming aware of that made you walk these imaginary dogs and and what made you realize there was information coming in from animals. Well, to be honest, I don't know that I was really totally aware that the information was coming from animals. There was just so much stuff that I was perceiving all the time. And at that time, as a kid, I did not have the tool who does this belong to. And I'm sure you have talked about this a yeah. lot in your show. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it really took me until I was introduced to that tool, um, like a little over 10 years ago that I started to really make sense of, of everything that had been occurring in my life up to that point, and including that piece. Because as a kid, I didn't know how to cope with the information. And so I just came up with this idea to walk a, a pack of dogs that actually only existed in my head. And I think it just calmed me down. It gave me something to do with all the different voices that were sort of there. And and I wasn't, I don't think that as a kid, I was like going, oh, um, you know, this talk, this dog from over there is talking to me or, or I'm perceiving the dog from my next door neighbor or, you know, I don't think any of that was actually cognitive for me. I just kept receiving information. And so then I translated it into these dogs that I was walking. And so I would just walk around and I would talk to them out loud, you know, hey, um, you know, blah, 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 whatever I was saying, I don't even know, but I think a lot of people looked at me like I was crazy because here is a kid walking in the street talking to herself um, <laughs> and looking left, right, center, turning around, running, playing with dogs that aren't there. So um, you can I only imagine it. what that might have been like. <laughs> so. 
Yes, I, I actually get that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners do going, yes, I think I did that as well. <laughs> well, as kids, I think all of us had our imaginary friends, you know, that were part of our playtime. And, and now I know that a lot of them weren't so imaginary. They were probably um, other beings that were around mm -hmm. us and they were engaging with us. And I think that's really true. Probably those dogs were probably some dogs from, you know, maybe even other lifetimes that I was associated with them or they were just around and were having fun with me. So, and I really desperately also always wanted to have a dog. And when I was a little kid, I wasn't allowed to have one. So, um, so you know, it, it sort of all served an interesting way of, of being in, during that time. But I think in a way that is sort of for me, the indication that all kids, and, and really, truly, if you look at your childhood, I know you have had similar experiences, all of, all of you that are listening, mm -hmm. and I know that you have, you know, these moments where you just didn't know, like, what is that? You know, what is that? And, and if we had actually tools to really acknowledge that we were playing with those energies, then we could use them today. Like, the ability to hear other voices or to to really perceive other beings is not gone. We still have it today. We just really shoved it in the background. And that's that's really, for me, what animal communication nowadays is all about, is to really show people that they have the ability to listen to those voices again. Um, it's not gone. It's not not available. Yeah, and, and that those voices, which for me was a relief, that those voices weren't something that I needed to be locked up for. <laughs> or that, you know, I was crazy, um, but I was, in fact, actually having a talent, you know, or, you know, capacity or, you know, it was, it was okay, you know, that I was seeing pictures or I was hearing things. It, it was okay. It, the voices were not like the evil spirits that I needed to be, you know, I mean, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I was like, do I need to be exercised? What's going on here? You know, I have all these voices. So for me, you know, part of this was really um, a relief because I have always had pets in my life. Um, I grew up with dogs, cats, well, okay, mainly dogs and cats. And, you know, I still have cats. And it, it's been a relief for me to be able to go back to my childhood and go, oh, I wasn't crazy when I was quote unquote pretending that my dog Cinnamon was talking to me. <laughs> she just was. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, and from there I was able to more think and be able to go, oh, well, then if I can communicate with my cat, then yeah, maybe my body can communicate with me as well. And, you know, I know some people say, oh, animals can't communicate to you. I I think that this is why Susie teaches the animal classes and not me, because I'm like, well, then you've never had a pet, because my cats <laughs> are so much personality and demanding. And, you know, I, mean, I walked in on my cat using the litter box the other day. Oh, she got mad at me. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> slowly back out. <laughs> I'm yes, sorry. I'll give you your privacy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and I think that's that's really so true, Danielle. I think we are so willing. Uh, well, actually, 
let's let's curb that back. I think as kids, it sort of seems almost like there isn't any veil between that and you and then the communication that you are receiving from an animal. Um, you know, and then I think where for me all of that started shifting and changing was really when I when I started school and when, you know, you had to prove everything. Um, you couldn't just know something. You had to have uh, you had to have read it or you had to have somebody that that was explaining it to you or as a kid you weren't allowed to just know things. And I think before school I I didn't have those barriers because I don't ever remember my mother saying to me, Well, you can't know that. She might have asked me, how do you know that? But she would never ask me, you can't know that. You're a kid. She didn't use those terms. But I know a lot of kids grew up that way. Like, you can't know that, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And so so I think we are constantly being squished in, in that awareness. And I think that's the part where we're kind of now looking at, like, how do we rekindle that? And that's what you're doing with bodies. You're really asking people to rekindle that conversation where where it's not like shut out and it's not over there but it's actually part of your daily life and and not something you do occasionally but really what if you really started to receive that information from everything around you all the time and i think that's really what um what these tools are all about at least for me <laughs> Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and and you know, I was I was fortunate to have uh, chosen to come to a mother kind of like yours, where you're like uh, she, it wasn't that she doubted how or she, that that I knew, but yeah, she was like, okay, well, how do you know that? Or just yeah, of course you know that, and it was because I and I, <laughs> I had the uh, I had both roles. My father's like, you can't know that. And my mother would come behind. It's like it's okay. You know that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, What's going on? Okay. <laughs> um, we're gonna take a quick little break, and when we come back, um, I would really like you to kind of explore because I know you started opening up to these energies, and when you said you didn't have animals and you wanted an animal, and I know you have a few animals now: dog, cat something in between as well and um how that's kind of shifted or changed when it's a something um with the furry paws right in front of you versus the furry paws somewhere else um just to kind of give people an introduction to what that communication whether it's your animal or a body what that kind of can be like okay okay all right, so this is Danielle. This is Right Body for You with special guest, Animal Whisperer, fantastic person in general, Susie Godsey. And we're on AtoZen.fm, and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You, as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body For You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body For You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on atizen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? 
What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at a zenfm or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Right Body for You. Today we are joined by my special guest, dear friend, Susie Godsey. Um, she facilitates animal classes in all over the world in so many different ways. She does talk to the animals. She does SE, which is energetic synthesis of structural embodiment, which is a, uh, she's the founder of that modality and it's quite dynamic. It involves some, um, manual manipulation as well as communication, whether it be a animal or a body. Um, so it's actually fantastic. And if you want to learn more about her, you can go to www.suzygodsey.com, which is S-U-Z or Z for some of you, Y, G-O-D-S-E-Y.com. Um, and you can read more about her, get in contact with her, which, Susie, by the way, I know I've said this to you before, but I still think one of the most brilliant creations in your life is that you got a last name that is backwards is Yes Dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just I still think that's one of the most brilliant creations you have in in this. It's just like because it's just so subtle and it's real, you guys. It's not like she made this up. This is her her last name. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yes, and it uh, it has a very long story which I will not share right now, but um, quite interesting too. <laughs> yes, I know some of that story. If you guys ever see her person, buy her drinks, and maybe she'll tell you. All right. <laughs> before before the break, we were just really starting the conversation about communication energetically, whether it's with an animal or with bodies. And, you know, we talked a little bit about when you were a kid and you hadn't, um, you didn't have a pet, so to speak, in your house. And so your um, imaginary friends were dogs that you were walking and things like that. And I know you have pets now. Um, as a matter of fact, Charlie, who is your, is your dog, is your dog. <laughs> Or you're his person. Anyway. Uh, yes. Your friend Charlie with the four legs and fur who I've even slept with, you guys, because he is an equal, evil, equal opportunity snuggler. Um, yes. And yes. Charlie also co-hosts your radio show with you. Because I know you have 
um, your own radio show called Conversations with Dog. Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yes. And it's on blog on Blog Talk Radio and you know, it's not a joke that Charlie co hosts with you. Um, you ask him for his awareness of things and what's interesting, you guys, is having known Susie for a long time is when she's speaking for him, it's really his voice versus Susie's voice, which is is really interesting. So please do check out her show. You can find it on the Um But that kind of leads me to, um, you know, we had these pretend conversations as a kid and, you know, when you get older and you actually have the pets or have the animals with you in your life, how that changed or sharpened or what that communication is like with you now when you're acknowledging that it's actually communication, not just an imagination. Um, so I didn't know if you could talk a little bit about about that. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for that is that it is an ongoing, um, it's ongoing. It's not, um, it's not that one day you are just certain that, oh yeah, now I hear my dog speaking to me or I hear this stranger's body over there. It's more like something that you have to keep acknowledging on a daily basis because I can tell you probably an endless array of stories where I was in a situation where later I was very aware that I had received a communication from Charlie but chose not to listen to it or chose to pretend that it didn't really occur or chose to really um, basically yeah, disengage from it and, you know, because it is, well, I think even we do that when we talk to people. I mean, how often do we talk to someone and maybe tune out of the conversation or we have our own conversation in our own head and we don't really hear what another person is saying. And so it's maybe a little bit similar to that too, but I think we, we pretend that it's even worse there because we, we don't have a physical conversation. It's an energetic conversation. So you know, you can make it, you can poo-poo it very quickly into, oh, I was just making that up. It wasn't real. Um, uh, it wasn't even there, you know, uh, and it can be very flighty. It, it, it just, it's there and then it's gone. So I think part of the exercise here is to really just be diligent and keep really acknowledging that it's occurring on a daily basis. And, and that is what will make it more, um, well louder and it will become something that will be easier for you to just have and I think that's really a tool that I still use on a daily basis is really the acknowledgement um, because it is so quick to kind of brush it to the side you know and yeah when we aren't encouraged as kids to listen to those voices as a matter of fact the opposite is true we're encouraged to shut them <laughs> out you know so um so we it's really No, my process. kid doesn't hear voices. No, no, no. My kid doesn't hear voices. She's normal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, and what would it take for the world to actually become more of a place where this this becomes the norm where where it is normal for everybody to hear. You know, like I often use this yeah. example like, you know, if you have a plant at home or plants in your house, um, how many of you have them on a watering schedule? Like, do you go around and every Tuesday water your plants or do you just water them one day? You're like, oh, I have to water the plants. And well, what actually is that? You know, is that the awareness? Is that the plants going like, <coughs> I'm thirsty? 
um, could someone please give me some water? And you all of a sudden hear it because all of a sudden it's just there. But that is it. It can be that subtle where you think it's your own idea or, oh, I've been forgetting the plants. I should water them today. Where is that even coming from? You know? So I think those are the things when we start to acknowledge that, oh, I just received the information that my plants are thirsty. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, the same goes with everything else. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm chatting away. <laughs> oh, well, no, speaking of energetic communication, I didn't actually say anything out loud. It was just in my head. Um, <laughs> true story. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, no, I was just thinking at you. Um, that is with the plants. That was really my first acknowledgement of receiving communication from something other than somebody's mouth. Uh, you know, I grew up gardening, and we always had plants in my house. I still have plants in my house, and so yes, that moment where you're going, "Oh my gosh, I have to water the plants." And even from a child, that was one gift my mother gave me is the acknowledgement, to be able to acknowledge, go, uh, the plant's talking to you. Yeah, it is. It's really thirsty. It's kind of bitching at me, you know, or in the garden and things like that. And so it was, it is for me. And I think you're right. For a lot of people, that might be the first willingness to acknowledge that the plants need water. And it's more than just the visual. It's like, just because the plant's drooping, trust me, you heard it before that. <laughs> Not just the visual communication, it's energetically. Yeah, hopefully you or pick like, it up before the drooping part, right? Yes. Um, and, yes. and yes, the drooping then is a telltale sign that you have been ignoring the little messages. And and I have done that too, like where I would hear, I would go, oh, what are the plans? And then I wouldn't do it because I would get sidetracked. And then, you know, three days later, the plant is like literally standing there going like, uh, now you see me? Um, so, you know, they, <laughs> they definitely have a way to let us know. Sometimes they're so loud. And, you know, and I find a lot of times for me personally with my communication, whether with my animals or my body or plants, they're kind of cheeky and sarcastic. I can't imagine where they get that from. Um just, you know, that little cheekiness and sarcastic. I was just like, oh, yeah, all right, now you see me. Hello, I've been talking to you for three days. What, I have to drop a leaf for you to find? Okay, fine, here we go. I'm dropping a leaf, you know. Um, but, you know, and, and, and really, you know, Susie and I are joking. We're talking about different things, but it's really about the energy communication that is rarely verbal, and, you know, and Susie and I just kind of demonstrated that because I didn't actually say anything out loud. But in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I really remember acknowledging about um, when my plants needed water you know, or the garden needed taken care of or, or, or needed to get rid of the uh, grasshoppers, you know, whatever for it. And um, Susie picked up on it, even though I didn't say a word. Susie's like, oh, I'm sorry, yes, you want to say something? I'm like, not out loud, but yeah, okay, here we go. And, and you know, it's that kind of, and this is why Susie and I are talking about this, is to get you to trust yourself in that. It's not a coincidence. It's mm -hmm. not uh, your imagination or good timing or, let me say this, because Susie and I have known each other longer, it's just because we've been using these tools. We've played with animals. We've played with our bodies in each other. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Um, and, you know, <laughs> I'm like, 
hey, it sounded dirty. That's kind of fun. Um, about trusting ourselves that this energetic communication is what is actually occurring. And I know, you know, like you said earlier in my classes, but I also know in your classes because I've been to your classes and they're, they're a lot of fun and they're really dynamic as well. And it's about that trusting and acknowledging, like you said, that and communication is actually going on. Yes, and um, I think that is really the first step is to really acknowledge that the communication is going on all the time. And so really, like, how do you tune into that? I mean, some for some people, it might be um, like uh, that you have to pick sort of a quiet moment and you sit down and you maybe do something like a meditation, but it's really not required in order to start the conversation. Um, you can do it literally when you're walking, talking or driving a car it's just really being willing to acknowledge those moments when you are when you're receiving energetic communication that it's actually there and not brushing it aside and really just acknowledging it and saying okay i just received information doesn't matter if i got it 100% or if it's correct but just even the acknowledgement that that you received it will open the door to having more of it Exactly. And, I mean, like you say, because the conversation is already going on. It, yeah. I mean, it's already there. <laughs> you just acknowledge it. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick little break. Um, and when we come back, Susie, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the relationship you have with your animals. Because I know, because we've had this conversation, the, the things that your animals communicate to you is not just about what's going on for them. And I think that's a really important thing to bring up is the communication is not only about I'm hungry or I need to go outside or I want to run around. They share more than that. So I'd really kind of like you to explore that a little bit when we come back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is Danielle, uh, Right Body for You, with special guest Susie Godsey. If you want to join in on the conversation, please do. At least come on to adazen.fm and join into the chat room. It's really easy. You don't have to download anything. You go to the chat room and says put in a name. It could be yours. It could be your pet's name. Who knows? Your pets may be wanting to join in on the conversation. Mine certainly are. They're circling my desk and trying to sit on my computer. Hello, kitty. Um, so please do join in. It's really easy that way. You can ask questions. You can comment. Um, chat rooms generally a lot of fun. Okay, so we're on adazen.fm and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week, you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on atizen.fm. Check out the new ringtones from Access Consciousness. What is it possible? What is it possible? Smoking hot. Smoking hot. <laughs> and everyone's favorite. Take a pass. Take a pass. 
Download the latest and hottest accessory. Go to accessconsciousness.com forward slash ringtones for all the details on how to download to your iPhone today. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at a zen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Right Body for You. Today, I am not alone with the voices in my head. I also have a voice outside of my head. Her name is Susie Godsey. Um, she is an amazing facilitator of animals, bodies, lives, you name it. Um, she's a pretty dynamic, potent person to know. Um, if you want to learn more about her, you can go to susiegodsey.com, S-U-Z-Y-G-O-D-S-E-Y.com. Um, where you can find information, class schedules, more about her own radio show, um, and all of that plus goodies she has in there as well. Um, oh, looks like we have a question. Woohoo! All right. Um, Susie, you're still with me, right? <laughs> Hello, Susie? Oh, I muted myself for the commercials, and I forgot to unmute myself. Of course, I'm here. <laughs> see, and that's and see, and this is what we're you know after we take this phone call, um, or we're going to talk about communication about how it's more than that because energetically, I'm like, I know she's there, but something feels wrong. So, <laughs> and it's it's you know, some of that energetic communication. All right, um, so let's go to the phone, Safia, my dear. Are you there? I am, Danielle. Hi, Susie. Hi. <laughs> okay, Hi. my question is, um, I've been asked to go and work with some um, animal uh, horses to do some energy work with them. They're um, animals that have been abused. Um, am I best get, advising her to have the CD first before I go down and do some work? <laughs> um, that's a great question and um, yeah. some people may not know what you're talking about so the CD that Safia is talking oh, yeah, about yeah. is the is the abuse CD that's available from Access Consciousness where um, basically a long time ago Gary Douglas did a class um, clearing the issues of abuse and found out in the process that this actually works on animals as well and um, my my uh, suggestion would be just to ask their bodies if they would uh, like to have the CD. I, I would say it's a great CD for any animal that has gone through um, basically either abuse or abandonment or anything like that because it can just undo a lot of that energetically and then your work is a lot easier and quicker when you're getting there. Um, but it doesn't have to be like you can, of course, um, just working with them is going to shift things. So is the is the CD helpful? I would say yes, always helpful. Um, is it a must? Um, certainly you can work without the CD as well. So, um, But, yeah, I think the important thing is that you're there and that you're willing to just be present with these animals and 
not be an, another abuser in that sense that you're just basically brushing them away. And, you know, anytime we have very few points of views or no points of views, we are a gift to the animals because most people approach animals with points of views and with judgment. And when we are not having that in our world, we are a contribution. So please acknowledge that just by you being different and going there, you are going to be a gift. Thank you. That, yeah, that's yeah, that's been a bit of a stickler because um, I was because I I I'm, I would love to do one of your classes and get more into because I had fears of animals and I went on one of your calls. I think I couldn't sleep one night and I was on with your um, radio station and it cleared so much for me. And since with animals and my fears, because being brought up, we weren't allowed to be near dogs because of culture and religious reasons and that and brought a fear. Um, so, yeah, that I want to say. I'm, I've seen you a few times, but I've never had a chance to say thank you for that. You're <laughs> so, welcome. Yeah. And thank yeah, you. So that, yeah, thank you for so, showing up and, and actually looking at a different possibility. So that's great. Yeah, I wonder how we can get you to come to the UK. <laughs> that would be great to do a class. So yeah. So going back to CD, should I um, play? Well, I'll obviously ask questions about some because I know Gary talks about you have to play it about thirty times or whatever. I know with. Um, I think people. Did, yeah. People are usually holding on to their things longer than animals. Animals are usually quite willing okay, to give up their things, and it, <laughs> and it wouldn't hurt to play it a few times. Um, I remember when I first picked up my my dog Savannah from the shelter. I probably pay, played the CD. Uh, I want to say at least fifty times over and over and over. You know, so um, it it cannot hurt to play it more often. But you know, animals definitely have the tendency to be a bit quicker in the letting go part. They don't have to analyze things before they let them go. When it's time to let them go, they just drop them. <laughs> so. Oh right, okay, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, because it's funny because after um, I had a friend's cat, um, I've known her for 15 years, and the cat, and after I came back from SOP, it's the first time she's come with me and she sat with me. Obviously, she was, and she just absorbed the energy. I took a video, it was amazing, and it just like, and then that made me step up. So, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll go and see these lovely horses that have been abused and things. But yeah, I'm glad you're on. Thank you, Danielle, for having it on us, having seen the other, that I can ask questions. I appreciate it. <laughs> Always my pleasure. Thank you, Safia, for coming on and asking a question. Thank you. All right. Thanks, honey. Okay. Um, so Susie, what one thing that I really wanted you to also talk about was how, you know, a lot of people limit communication or conversations with their body or animals to feed me, clean me, run me around or something like that, you know? And I wonder if you would expand upon, because I know your animals and bodies and my body has really communicated more to me than just take care of me. So I wondered if you would share some of the things your animals have communicated with you or other things people have found that, that goes beyond the take care of me aspect. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is to really 
I mean, animals are so different as as much as we are different. You know, some animals are definitely more talkative than others. Um, some animals feel like they really have a message that they would like to bring out in the world and others don't. So we can't really say all animals are the same or, or that the conversations with them are even similar. They are as different as me talking to you and me talking to somebody else. It will be a very, very different conversation. And so I think oftentimes we're not really being clear on that. And and I have been stunned by the things that I have received from even just Charlie on the radio show. Like I sometimes literally I'm I'm dumbfounded or I'm I'm stumped by what he says. And and it's definitely not my point of view. It's not even something I would think about. Um, and so there has been many things that. Uh, have opened my eyes to how animals actually perceive their surroundings, how they perceive the world, how they are living in the world. Um, that goes way beyond just, um, like you say, eating and, you know, um, doing what they do. So they do have an awareness about many things. And I think that's a part that we haven't truly really acknowledged. But anybody who has been hanging out with animals for uh, any kind of time, um, like people in Africa that are living with the elephants or people that are living with wolves or like people that are choosing to really be close, they they all share that as a, an awareness uh, that these animals really have way more than than we are giving them credit for in terms of how they live with their environment, how they how they are contribution to the earth, how they're perceiving things. So yeah, it's um the conversation can be quite deep and I'm sure I have only just scratched the surface to be honest because <laughs> some of the things that I think that they want to communicate to us are not even in our realm so I wonder that like we can't even see or hear them because it's not something we know so or we know it but we're not familiar with it and so we we don't actually know how to interpret that energy and there's so many times where Charlie gives me an energy where I'm like oh, I have no idea what that is I can only perceive <laughs> <laughs> the largeness of it but I have no words so um, yeah so uh, quite interesting yeah and I and I think they uh, understand more than we give them credit for because like my cats you know I've had I've been with my one kitty 17 years in January and so she's seen me through a lot of things right and like let's take times I've cried right if I'm just mm -hmm. kind of doing whiny pathetic she just kind of looks at me and is like meowing like really really you're just going to give in to this you know I'm here for you and buck up little camper you know it kind of has that kind of energy and then there was like crying like when my mom died and she would mm -hmm. just cuddle up and purr and be like, okay, I got you. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's it's an interesting energy of like support that they might not understand the emotions, but they get the energy of you're being pathetic or, okay, you're really sad. I get it. Something's going on, you know. And totally. it's really been interesting to explore that with a cat that I've had forever it feels like, at least in this and many <laughs> lifetimes, probably. <laughs> um, 
and uh yeah so you know and it's 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 really fun to see those different energies that they be and and i use them as um what do you call it not security systems but security alerts because it's like you know if those noises in the middle of the night if the cats are bored i'm like okay probably everything's okay <laughs> if the cats are on like alert and i'm like okay what's going on what are you yeah. aware of that's coming around the corner that i need to be aware of you know <laughs> so and it, it's fun once you start building that that uh trust and acknowledging that that conversation that goes on because yeah sometimes it can be quite chatty and totally. my one cat is completely different than my other cat mm-hmm yeah, that, totally. Communication. Yeah. And, you know, like what you said is so true, like um, in terms of giving them um, credit for what they are actually, what they know when we talk to them and what they are receiving when we talk to them. Um, there are so many things that when we we don't even believe that our animals could really truly pick that up. But, for example, when you're talking about security, you know, I have this little pact with Charlie that, at night when there is a noise that um, might be a concern that I want him to just bark his head off, right? And during the day, I want him to be just totally friendly and and just be totally chill with people that are coming to the house. And he does that. And so I'm so grateful for that. And you can make those requests of your animal and they will they will actually do their best to fulfill those requests. And you know, people often just get in trouble when they're requesting something and they don't know they did request it and then the animal makes up the <laughs> the, the job of what that might be. You know, that can sometimes turn out not the way they wanted it. But you yeah. can literally just ask for what it is that you would like and and your animal will really do the best to, to give you that. Um, so if they're not, then it's usually because they really didn't quite get what it truly is that you're asking for. So you might have to really look at that and maybe define it a little bit more and refine it um, so that it becomes clearer to the animal what it truly is that you're wishing for. So, yeah, but it's, it's the it, conversation can be so, yeah, so big. <laughs> yeah, and would you say, I mean, I know people wonder, it's like, do I use words? Do I use energy? Do I use pictures? It's like, how would you... Telling our animals, like, please, you know, at night, if there's something going on, bark your head off. It's the day, not how. How did you actually communicate that to Charlie? Um, you know, I I like using words just because then it's very clear what I'm saying, even to myself. Um, yes, you can think it at them. Right. Yes, you can project pictures at them. Um, and and way more, you can use just energy. All of it works, and the same goes the other way around when you're receiving the communication. Some of you might be literally hearing things, others of you may be seeing things, others of you may be receiving pictures or sensations. All of it is okay, like there are no rules in how this energetic communication takes place. It's just whatever works for you and what's comfortable for you and what's easy for you. And so just please use that for sure and or start there and then it will probably grow as you start to play with it. Well, and I think you just said something really big. I mean, besides all the other big things about um, you like to use the words to make sure it's clear to you. And I think that's a vital aspect of what this is because if you're not clear, 
the energy, no matter how you're communicating it to your animal, is not going to be clear either. So I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. You said it's like, well, it needs to be clear for you so you know what they're asking. So however you're communicating it, they get it. True with your body as well, folks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good idea to really know what you're asking for because sometimes you might be asking exactly for the opposite of what you wish, wish to create. And I'm sure you've had conversations about that on your wonderful radio show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and, you know, and you kind of hinted at that earlier about um, the, you were sure with the job. You, you didn't know that you asked your animals something, and so they made filled in the blanks. And then yeah. they end up barking at every neighbor, and, you're, and they're like, I thought you wanted me to protect you. What's up with that? I'm doing my job. Why are you mad at me? Exactly. You know? <laughs> what's yeah. up? What's up with you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to bring up really quickly um, is I know you're doing this thing in South Africa, and she's doing a kind of a safari to talk with other quote unquote wild animals like elephants and things like that. And I know since I booked her on the show, she's sold out. Hallelujah. It tells you how freaking amazing dynamic she is. Um, but, hey, you know what? There is such a thing called a waiting list, and you never know. Um, but I would still like you to talk about it a little bit, because I know the energy of it's a little different, because it's not, you know, uh, house pets. It's yes. running around in the safari animals who have their own lives and structures and houses, kind of. So would you talk a little bit about... Um, what that is and what uh, your your target with that is? Well, my target with that would really be, first of all, to give people a chance to practice right there with animals that you can't cuddle and hold and that are most likely not going to just sit there and look at you in terms of like, you know, a dog might be sitting there and going like, oh, yeah. what do you want from me? Are you having a treat? This is not going to be the case. So it's going to be even more fine-tuning the energetic communication And then also, like, what curiosity do we have about these animals and what questions could we ask them and what questions will they actually also um, uh, answer for us? Like, which ones are they going to respond to and which ones are they maybe just going like, what are you asking me that for? Um, And so (laughs) that, that will be interesting, too, to really play with the differences of what's relevant for an elephant, you know, what... What actually um, is it that they, they would play with with us energetically versus uh, a lion, versus a rhino, versus a um, you know versus a bird that is sitting there on a branch? So um, really, just playing with with the differences in these animals and the way to communicate to them, and then really like yeah, what questions can we ask them that will actually also stoke their curiosity to play with us? Um, and I think there are things that these animals might be concerned about that might actually really stun us in terms of like their awareness yeah. of the environment and um, everything that is going on in Africa. So yeah, uh, lots of curiosity there, and um, and yeah, just really excited about this possibility. I think it's going to be freaking awesome. It's um, okay, So we have about a minute of conversation left. What? Is there anything that you would like to leave with the listeners about communication with animals? 
a heads up, a quick tip, anything that uh, you really like to ensure people know? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I think I think we have talked about it, Danielle. I think it's just amazing and great that people are on your show also talking to their bodies, opening up that conversation. So please use the tools that you have been getting from wonderful Danielle to also apply to the animals. And don't be shy. It's like literally the conversation you've been having with your body is amazing. And so what if you really started to use that for everything in your life, the animals in your life, um, the other things that you have in your life, and, and don't limit it to your body. And you might be surprised uh, what else you could use all these tools with. So, And I know Danielle has been giving you lots and lots of tools because that's <laughs> just what he is. He likes to give you everything. <laughs> So um, please play with it. <laughs> so play with it. That's really what I would like to encourage everyone to do. Yeah. Play with it, not just your animals, but play with your animals in communication. Um, and if you want to get a hold of Susie, please check out susiegodsey.com, S-U-Z-Y-G-O-D-S-E-Y.com. Um, you can even set up a session with you, Susie, and your animal. Um, I've seen her do those. They're amazing how she's really able to tap into um, your animal and have a communication with them as well. So please do check out her website. Lots of information on there, too. Thank you, Susie, so much for coming on. It's always so much fun to play with you um, oh, thank over you. the years in this show. So you're so full of information and such a generosity of spirit. So thank you for oh, being on Thank today. you, Danielle, and thank you for having me. <laughs> and ditto right back at you. I adore you. Um, you're amazing. And thank you for having the show and everything. So, Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, we'll have to have you on again because I know it's been a few years and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, <laughs> so thank you. Um, so remember, guys, if you want to learn more about the Right Body for You radio show, you can go to my website, Danielle.com, D-O-N-N-I-E-L-L-E. Check it out. There's free yummy stuff on there, too. So make it a fun week. Make it a happy week. Enjoy your body because it's enjoying you. And you know what? Until then, talk to your body, talk to your animals. And above all else, please remember, have fun. And I hope to see you back here next week because guess what? I'll be here too. So until then, everyone, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Right Body for You. Danielle will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you and your body will join us.